0: Hello and welcome to Four Books' sake. I am Heather Roberts.
1: <laughs> I am Veronica Adams, and we are eighteen fifty two Media.
0: We are. We're feeling punchy today. So, oh, yeah. No,
1: it's- no truer words were spoken. Well, let's uh,
0: let's see if we can go through, uh, get through this without being too punchy, but <laughs> no guarantees. So today, we are recording this on Friday the 13th, so that is probably... We record these a week in advance, uh, so for scheduling purposes, usually a week in advance. Uh, So that could perhaps be contributing to the punchiness. I mean, that has quite a possibility there. Uh, But today, we wanted to give some news updates and then talk a little bit about Kickstarter campaigns. Yes, absolutely. So... The one piece of news that I wanted to share that I don't know if everybody's heard of yet, but it's very exciting. You can finally now in the year of 2023, put your paperback book up for pre-order on Amazon. I mean, can we, let's round of applause. I mean, yay, Amazon. Um, it's about freaking time. It, it just, it really is. Before, for those that have never done it before, you had to either press live on your title or just leave it in draft until you were ready to press live on your title. It was very annoying, uh, very hard for just scheduling perps. When you can schedule something, it makes life so much better. Having it up for pre-order, knowing when it's going to go, very helpful. So i um, trying to think, was there any book talk drama this past week? I mean, there was, if, if but... If there
1: was, I didn't see it just because of all of the world drama. That seems yes. to be uh, what I've been seeing on socials everywhere. Basically. Rightfully like eclipsing any
0: type yes, of book absolutely. talk drama. Yeah. I would say the only couple pieces of drama that I mm-hmm. did see uh, was Berkeley, mm. publisher. Mm-hmm. Announcing their, (laughs) announcing that they acquired Mile High by Liz Tomford. Yes. And uh, that title has Black characters in the title. Liz herself is a white woman. Right. And they acquired that title that was previously published indie, I believe. And Mm -hmm. now they were going to republish it through their publishing house. Right. And they decided in their infinite wisdom to publish that book in February of 2024, oh. which is Black History Month. Yeah, Veronica's face says it all. If you can't see it, if you're not watching it on the tube of you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who was mm-hmm. the genius at Berkeley that made that decision?
0: <clears throat> no idea no idea but
1: obviously I, I mean if let me take a step back i'm not being <clears throat> this is nothing to do with the book or the author i think it's perfectly no. acceptable for authors of any race or or just, let's just take any demographic okay race sex gender identity whatever okay that's not our problem. Represent, to represent characters that they don't necessarily have personal experience with or who are not like them. I think that's yeah. perfect and wonderful, actually, for people to write about without stepping in it. It can be done. Can be yes, done. As long as it's done carefully and with some sensitivity. <clears throat>
0: Which I don't know if that so happened in a, this
1: particular case, but that's not that's not the problem for, here. For a non-minority author's book to be re-released under an imprint with a traditional publisher in Black History Month is just...
0: Highlighted and featured, if you will. So insensitive. I mean, literally, I... <sighs> If Berkeley's paying attention, and this is my this is my plea to Berkeley, if you happen to be listening to this, if you're paying attention, you would move the release of that title and you would put in its place more than one. <laughs> more than one author of color. Author of color. Like actual, the person who wrote the book mm-hmm. is an author of color, romance titles. Because guess what? They exist, and they exist in numbers, and there's some fantastic, fantastic romances yes. of authors of color yes. that should and could be featured during Black History Month.
1: 100% agree. So louder, louder for the Berkeley folks in the back.
0: Yes. If you are listening, please be listening. And others have said it as well. So take, just move it. Move it to March. Move, you know... Oh, God bless America. So that's the one piece uh, that I saw. Um, and then there was another piece. There was an influencer or, or, you know, I don't know how big of an a platform she had, but uh, behaving badly, just sharing opinions that were not. That just, they're, they're bad takes, man. They're just bad takes. She didn't want. She doesn't. These are her opinions about books that. Uh, you know, things that are in books that she doesn't like, okay. and one of them is she doesn't like it when the author um talks about the um the weight of the the female man character.
1: What? Yeah, we everybody well, like, needs to be. We're we talking about like men writing women. She was uh, a no hundred and twelve pounds. No, she's talking about
0: you know body fat representation bodies. yeah she's talking about fat bodies in romance books that's what she's talking about um i mean if you deserve just want to love break. too yeah she doesn't like the representation so she doesn't say it that way but that's what she means okay. and then she also doesn't like it when they talk about race um when they bring up the the, the race of the the characters in the books because this has,
1: this has stopped shoving it down my throat vibes if I'm being yeah honest. she said that that those
0: characters that's just such a victim mentality um mm-hmm. that she doesn't yeah, like. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Um and then in the third thing that she brings up that she doesn't like is she doesn't like cheating in books. So I'm glad we left well, those things together. I mean that I don't like I cheating get. in. Yeah, I don't like cheating in books either. But can we not? That I get. These are some things are not like the others, right? Um, so there's that, and just so that it's clear, there are bad opinions out there. You can have an opinion. They're all, you know, what is that phrase? Uh, opinions are like assholes. We everyone right. has one, uh, but, but, but they all stink. That's yeah, right. they all stink, and uh, you can have a bad opinion. You you absolutely can. That's a bad opinion. So, uh, agreed. She, her account is uh, down now. <laughs> She's either gone private or
1: taken. Oh, out. well, couldn't have happened to a nicer person. Hmm.
0: Indeed. So those were the only two real pieces of uh, book talk drama, if you will, that I saw. Why can't
1: we be I know.
0: I saw some updates to the Nate Lemke drama.
1: Oh, our buddy Nate.
0: Our buddy Nate. Who does not actually have a fiance. He made her. Shock
1: me, shock me, shock me. He made her up so that he could appear
0: more human. And if that doesn't just say everything that we said in that episode, I can't.
1: I I have no words.
0: Yeah. And then he did, in fact, basically, I saw he did a live with someone with, with a TikToker. And she was. The one that had reviewed um his book, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah,
1: I saw her series of videos talking about yeah, and her, her interpretation she, and her feedback for him after having actually read the book, right. And so she actually did a, a live that she recorded,
0: and in the live, he basically sort of said like that he wasn't like told. He he made some comments, and then she was like, so basically. You were rage farming on purpose, you know, et cetera, to get this reaction because you, you know, whatever. And he was like, No, that wasn't my intent. But he's like, She like called him out. She's like, No, but like, literally you said that you used gender because you knew it was going to be a more of a hot button issue. He apparently didn't understand what rage farming was and that he was in fact doing the textbook definition of He knows exactly rage what, what
1: rage farming
0: is Thank you. I, I agree. I was like this, you can't be this that guy, this, ignorant This guy
1: hangs out on Reddit and 4chan okay? I'm sorry. There's just no way he doesn't He knows exactly what rage farming is
0: That's what I was thinking too So that's the update there. It, if you want more You can go to TikTok and typey typey and, and find it. There's plenty more of that rabbit hole to fall down into. I just don't want to give him a lot more of my breath, but the, that was, those were a couple pieces of updates that I was just like, oh, heavens to Betsy, like seriously.
1: I mean, you know, maybe he didn't make the New York Times bestseller list like he was attempting to do. But um, at least he made it onto, like, my personal list of top 10 authors behaving badly in 2023.
0: True. Oh, we, were, you know? we will need to compile one of those. Yes. yes. Yes, we definitely will. Let's see. Oh, there was there was a good piece of news. I think that there... Okay. Not good news. We don't talk about enough good news. Well, I news. know. Well, so something that I suggested to Veronica that we do, and we might be starting this on TikTok as a, um, a, as a feature that we do. Um, and maybe we'll bring it over here to, to, you know, expound upon it. Yes. But remember what that TikTok I sent you about the book box? Yes. There yes. was, there is an author. She's an indie author did an insane, insane book box. It, it was, was incredible. Truly beautiful. I mean, chef's kiss. It was everything. Yeah. One of the best book boxes I've ever seen. Ever seen. Yeah. And I wanted to go through, I was like, oh my God, we should do like, you know, those hauls that Mm -hmm. say how much everything is and we can break it down for those who are curious, authors who are curious of what does it take to do one of these? Because while that was the most amazing book box I have ever seen, that was not a cheap book box. No, no,
1: no, no, no. That, that that would have been cost prohibitive for 99% of authors. Yeah. But
0: I think it it's was important. Incredible. I think it's important to put numbers to some of these things because yes. it, it gives people ideas of what they're looking at here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was an insane book. That was, it was awesome. Let me see. Let me, can I give this author a shout out here? Can I find it in like three seconds? I I wasn't prepared to talk about this one today, but it just popped into my mind. It's in our TikTok DM somewhere.
1: That's probably the quickest place to find it.
0: you're right. You're right. That is probably the fastest.
1: Okay, here it is. It is E.P.
0: Bally. She's a romanticy author. I
1: love that.
0: Yeah. Romanticy. E.P. Bally. Bali, B-A-L-I, literally the best book box I have seen in a long time. Knocked it it out of the park. Yeah, truly fantastic. Mm -hmm. You can go look it up and uh, see. I don't want to tell you too much because then you'll take the views away from that creator who did a great job showing the whole thing. it's a really good unboxing video. It really is. If you're into unboxings, go do that. So I think I will do that. If I have a little time this afternoon, I might do a little breakdown so by the time this airs it should be in existence i'm gonna hold myself to this um we will do that but all right so let's get to the main topic of today speaking of book boxes
1: yes this goes hand hand hand. hand in hand yeah perfect segue heather thank
0: you uh let's talk about a kickstarter kickstarter campaigns so what the hell is a kickstarter <laughs> so for those that don't know a Kickstarter campaign is a special it's a ca- Kickstarter's website okay number one and it's a special campaign where you are offering your backers special items if they back you and in the romance industry specifically and in the book world if we will uh, it has popped up as a way to offer your readers, special editions, hardcover yes. editions, things like that, that you aren't selling anywhere else. Right. So that's the key with Kickstarter. The more exclusive to the Kickstarter campaign the thing is, the more likely it is that you're going to get a higher number of people yeah. coming on it and backing you, purchasing right. your product. Right. So wanted to talk a little bit about Kickstarter because I know that it, a lot of authors hear about it. And some, I've had conversations with some authors and they're like, I want to do a Kickstarter. And then we talk about it a little bit and they're like, no, thank you.
1: I don't (laughs) want to do a Kickstarter.
0: Exactly. Because it sounds simple. It is, it is not simple. My friends, Kickstarters are a lot of work, a lot of work. Now you can make them as simple as possible and there's still work. Yes. You can make them super complex and then there're a lot of fucking work. Yes. So you have to think about that and the biggest thing with a Kickstarter is price points. Price points on your tiers for your backing levels because if you've not figured out before you launch this Kickstarter how much every like how much you're going to net at the end of this, you could very very easily Throw yourself into the red. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. You have to be very clear about your investment upfront and knowing exactly what you're going to spend so that you know what you need to price your Kickstarter items at in order to not end up in the poorhouse from doing one. Because that is very easy to do. Happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, I've worked with somebody where it happened. Now, she wasn't cool. super concerned about that wasn't her intention, was the not... Goal was
1: not profit. The goal correct. was the exposure the and the exclusive, this, yes. whatever. Yeah.
0: Correct. So it was not to make profit. But I really feel, and I think most will agree, that if you're putting this much work behind something, you want to make a profit.
1: You Yes. Well, and so I guess in that particular case, the one you just mentioned, perhaps the profit comes later through the exposure yes. and the selling of more books. And so it's a marketing investment that pays off in terms of brand growth over and time. That's That was exactly what it was. Yes. Right. So there's nothing wrong with that. And that's a great yeah. way to use a Kickstarter campaign. But just from a you know straightforward, upfront, basic utility perspective, most of the time you're doing it to make some money. And so you do have to choose a level that you
0: want to um, that that has to be reached in order for your yeah. campaign to be satisfied, like for in order right. for your campaign to happen. So that's one piece that you have to think about. The other, the the biggest piece, I think, is these is the tier levels, right? is what are you offering and how much is it going to cost you to produce this thing that you're offering? And then making sure that you're pricing these tiers effectively in order to make sure that there's there's money at the end of it.
1: Right. Right.
0: Um, You can also do add-ons, which an add-on is when somebody, think of it like checking out at in any online retailer yep. and they, or even like a restaurant. And they're like,
1: oh, well, did you want to add on this item? Right. right. Do you want to take an entree home for tomorrow? Do you, did yeah. you get everything you needed from the grocery? Like, did you here want to are add some these garlic
0: knots to your order?
1: Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. It's exactly like that.
0: Exactly like that. So you can have those as add-on
1: features, which is nice. Yeah you can price them so that you give yourself a really big margin on them. Like you can make them really things that are cheap for you to produce or acquire, but that you can justify charging a little bit extra to just increase your profit margin on them. Yeah. Yep. So you could do that there. Mm -hmm. And
0: then there's also stretch goals and stretch goals are things that you have to include in your tier level pricing because you have to have already absorbed that cost because right. those are not additional add-ons those are things that you are sending to your backers when the you get to the level
1: of that stretch goal right so these for- are commitments that you make up front in yes. order to get people to engage and sign on to the campaign and these can be things like a coaster
0: right like you yeah. can buy coasters in bulk on vistaprint for pretty cheap Throw your logo on it, and then when you reach three thousand dollars as backing, everybody gets a coaster that has purchased a
1: yes. physical product or a bonus epilogue from a story that you've already written or something. Yes, yes. I've had some clients write
0: a new story say that they're you know at this level, yeah, you will get a brand new story yep uh, of the of this particular couple or what happened. Right. So that's a great stretch goal. Foil covers,
1: a lovely Love a foil stretch, cover. a lovely
0: stretch goal. Because foil covers are not cheap; they're like no, a they're four dollar add on to any hardcover. Yes, and when you start extrapolating, four dollars, three or four dollars per really cover. Really fast. Yeah. So, for example, you have a hundred hardbacks that are ordered. That's four hundred extra dollars. Just that, for the foil, cover for the foil covers. So if you have that as a stretch goal on one of your higher level stretch goals where you already have the margins set, that a $400 hit to your profits wouldn't be that terrible and it would get you to that point, then that that could be worth it. Or you could potentially have foil cover as an add-on and pass that along to the consumer and let them add that on. So these are all options that you can do. You can do this in a book box situation.
1: I've seen that done several times, actually. Yeah. And I think that's
0: really successful. So like yeah. the lower level tiers are like individual products, right? Mm-hmm. But then the big, big last two tiers, maybe I'm just throwing things out there, uh, are different versions of a of book boxes. Right. One is like a mini book box and one is like the book box. Yeah. And those are really nice. And a lot of people like that. And if you have it in a version, this is where, like, that PR box that um, EP Valley did. Yes. Like, that would make an amazing Kickstarter. For sure. Where where you just all tier. Yeah. yeah.
1: All in. Like, I mean, you'd probably be
0: charging $300 for this book box. Easily. 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 But people could potentially purchase it, and they probably would. I mean, I've seen it's amazing. You know, and you can offer other things. Uh, I have a client uh, who is offering a 30-minute phone call, like a Zoom what? call. Yeah.
1: 30 As part minutes of, on Zoom with the
0: author? Yeah, with one of the higher packages. And she's limited it. There's only so many that you can, you know, purchase. Well, yeah,
1: there there would have to be, obviously. She's got to do some writing, too. Right. <laughs> but but that's fine. That's so fun.
0: The highest package also includes naming rights for future children of some of her characters.
1: Love that. Both of them Lo- have been readers, readers love stuff like that. They get yeah. the opportunity to participate in the creation of your next
0: whatever. She only had two available for obvious reasons. I mean, she didn't,
1: you know, there's only
0: two babies available in the books. And uh, so both of them were purchased. So they have, they will be named. By some of her backers. And that's just really fun. It's such a collaborative experience. Yeah, I, I think that's super cool. And then there's another book box that's coming up that is going to be very popular, I think. It's called Revenge Fuck. And that has a couple of our clients in it. Full disclosure. Yes, it does. Yes, it, it does. has uh, Golden Angel and mm-hmm. Samantha Cole, are two of that's our clients. Right. And the rest of the authors in, in the box, we've, we've worked with some of them in the past as well and, and adore them. And yeah, it's going to be an amazing, amazing Dark, Taboo
1: Revenge Romance.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it launches October 24th, I want to say, mm, 28th. Somewhere. somewhere in there, mm. uh, somewhere, somewhere at the end of October. We'll put it that way. Get excited, it's coming soon.
1: Yes. Keep your eyes peeled for more.
0: Yeah. Uh, And it's art. You can go and follow it so that you can be the first to be notified uh, when it does come out. So uh, I don't mess up. Gorgeous
1: cover, by the way. Gorgeous cover.
0: Gorgeous cover. It's going to be a fantastic, uh, you know, Kickstarter opportunity. Really cool. Brand new stories only offered through the Kickstarter. I, I mean, this is the way you do it. Yes. This is the way you do a Kickstarter.
1: <laughs> well, the, the collab, right? The collab like, as so a collab. A project. Yes. Yeah. It's just an anthology. And it's, in, I mean, it has the power of every contributing author's readership and Correct. market and their yeah. ability to reach people. So and it's a great it's, way to combine forces to, it's to right. really be successful with the Kickstarter.
0: It's amazing for the authors because they get this great opportunity to potentially find a new reader that's new to them. Yep. And it's also amazing for the readers because they get a brand new story that has never been published anywhere else before in a gorgeous package. It's beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful package. And you get introduced to other authors whom you may not have ever read before. Exactly. And you probably will like.
1: It's just yeah, all, it's, it's, it's a win win. The pros of an anthology. Right. With all of the marketing power of the Kickstarter campaign. It's just a beautiful marriage of stuff. It is. So, this Tools. is a great way to use a Kickstarter.
0: For sure. And, but you can also do it with books that are already out, which is what yes. one of our clients is doing right now. Yes. I think by the time this actually uh, goes live, <laughs> the Kickstarter is going to be over. So, I yeah, sorry. But, You know, yeah, you can, she, she took books that she already had published and put them together in an, like her own anthology, if you will, her own collection. A collection, yeah. And put a beautiful cover to it, a hardback, and it, you know, added some extra stuff, right? There's a new story and and things like that. But yeah, that, that you can do that with your own titles as well. But it's just, it's really cool to see the different ways that you can do a Kickstarter. Just like any other marketing tool, you just have to get creative with it and you can pretty much turn it into whatever you want. Um, But yeah, I, I did, I wanted to sort of, I wanted to talk about Kickstarter because one, they're getting very popular, which is great. They
1: are. We keep getting more and more inquiries about them. Yeah. And that it's
0: awesome. Um, But also, I think it's important for people to know how
1: much work behind the scenes goes into a Kickstarter. To have a successful one, it is quite a bit of work. I mean, you can just set one and kind of forget it. You're probably not going to reach your goals.
0: Yeah. So just knowing that if you're going to invest in this, you you should really invest in it and do it. The way that it's supposed to be done, <laughs> right? Um, and use it like it's a tool, just like any of these other tools that we have yes. in the industry. So, mm-hmm. use it as a tool, and yep. it's if you use it right, it can be very successful for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, that's my two cents about Kickstarter. Is mm-hmm. any
1: any anything more for you? For no, I think you covered it beautifully, beautifully. Well, well, but I have know. to ask. <clears> yes do you have a general marketing tip for us? I do.
0: And strangely enough, I I actually didn't do this on purpose, but it it dovetails nicely. So the marketing tip I have this week is about collaboration.
1: Look at you. I know.
0: I know. Did we not just spend
1: like five minutes on that? I know. So I won't belabor the point, but- No, you're brilliant.
0: Collaborating with your other peers, other people yes. in your industry who do the same or similar things that you do can really elevate your brand. So doing things like a collaborative giveaway where your multi author giveaway, doing, yes. putting that together, that's yes. really low cost to you as the author and mm-hmm. high value because you're getting potentially email addresses, uh, as one of the gets right for you right. as an author right. as a result of the giveaway. Or you're getting followers from people who are like you, you know, who potentially yeah, who like would like books your like books. Yours. Yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, on social media, so collaborating in that way is one way to do it. Also, doing anthologies and things like that, uh, another great collaborative tool. And you sure. can do anthologies for profit, and you can yes. also do anthologies for charity. Yes. So there's multiple ways to do an anthology. Um, Pure, you know, shameless shout out. We have an anthology on pre-order right now for charity. we do.
1: We do for a very wonderful charity. Yes, it's called, the
0: the title is On the Line. It's a hockey romance anthology and it has 12 brand new uh, novellas from hockey romance authors who most are holiday stories or holiday adjacent, if you will. Uh, It's releasing November 7th. It's available for pre-order for $2.99 on all platforms. And all proceeds go to After Action, which is a 501c3 nonprofit that seeks to increase the economic outcomes for trauma survivors. So you can go to myafteraction.org and check that out. Full disclosure, Veronica and I. Oh, that was a brilliant.
1: That was a brilliant spot you just did. <laughs> Thank we should, like, you. Is- we should isolate that clip and just play it back everywhere. That was, that was perfect. Full disclosure. Yeah, no, the, the, the full disclosure part. You and yeah. I are both board members of yes. After Action, and uh yes. the nonprofit is actually run by who? My uh, my husband.
0: He yes. is the founder of the nonprofit, yes. and uh, we we fully believe in it and have been board members for the past several years. Okay. Um, So we look forward to doing more good work with that nonprofit. And this anthology will only help that. So, but that's one great way that you can collaborate and also do some good and, you know, put some money towards a nonprofit. So- Uh, And then other ways of collaborating can be a little, you know, they can even be simpler just by collaborating together when you're at a book signing event, for example, where there's two authors and you happen to write similar things, throw together a little bundle with both of your books and see what happens and split the proceeds. I mean... even do a little mini book box together. Yeah. Don't be afraid to collaborate is is what I hope to get across here because... You're going to find new readers. You're going to find people who potentially also like your books and potentially also a new friend, somebody in the industry that you can go to and lean to and talk to. And that's really helpful in, in this sometimes very cutthroat industry. Yes, it is. So. Oh, excuse me. You're fine. It is uh, allergy season. <laughs> Veronica is suffering.
1: <laughs> oh, boy, is she. Yes, full disclosure. It's harvest season where I live, and my allergies are just—you can hear it in my voice now. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> <coughs>
0: <coughs> Sorry, you're gonna make me cough too. It's like yawning. It's a—it's uh, one of those things. But well,
1: wow! What a way to end the podcast. What a way to end it. Veronica's, Veronica's eyes are wide. I am dying. <laughs> I am dying. Heather has given you guys some brilliant advice. I'm going to mute my mic again so I can cough. You're good. All right. I'm going to lead
0: us out and Veronica is going to cough along to our outro <laughs> music. Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, bless it.